turned water into wine, and if he wanted to, he could have turned wheat into marijuana. Or sugar into cocaine. Or vitamin pills into amphetamines. We are Hollis 100s and Thousands, and we have taken control of your radio station. This is the podcast in which we talk about the songs that have been deemed hot enough to be in the Triple J Hottest 100. My name's David James Young, and I'm one of the four voices you're going to be hearing over the next hour or so. Joining me, once again, Mr. Nathan Harrison. It would be so easy for you to pick a crowded house quote at the start. That's all he's going to say, man. You cut him real deep. That's Mr. Adam Buncher. He's holding back tears. And I'm, I'm supporting this guy right now. And Mr. Andrew McDonald. Jesus was way cool. He really, he really... <laughs> really was. Well, don't spoil it, because we're going to discuss that. Yeah. Well, just so you know, just a, just a heads up about the J-Man. We're talking about King Yeah. <laughs> we're going to be talking about a lot of a lot of uh, biblical figures today. Uh, <laughs> including me, because I'm apparently yeah. Judas. So, uh, <laughs> oh. yeah, there you go. Oh. The more you know, kids. Uh, let's kick it off at number 60. We're leaving the 60s, guys. And what better way to leave the 60s than with crowded... Fucking house. At number 60, this is Distant Sun. Tell me all the things you would change. I don't pretend to know what you want. Come around and spin my talk Time and again Time and again No fire where I lit my spark I am not afraid of the dark Will your words devour my heart And put me to shame Put me to shame So far, old enough to know who you are, wise enough to carry the scars without any blame. There's no one to blame. Crowded House number 60 in the 1993 Hunters 100 with Distant Sun. Uh, Nathan? Yo. You're, you're, you're in with the fin. I am. I am. So, uh,. <laughs> Uh, let's uh, let's 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 talk shop. Let's uh, let's talk crowdies. Cool. I Crowded House is absolutely one of my favorite bands. I think this is one of their best songs. I think Neil Finn is a phenomenal songwriter. Absolutely, and, one and of the all-time greats. The way that he pulls personal and abstract imagery and makes it something universal, I think. Like I, I can't think of many people that can do it as well, if if better than him. I think it's phenomenal. This as song consistently as he does. Yeah, exactly. This song. Uh, the instrumentation is beautiful. Mark Hopper, previously of Supertramp, is yeah. joined the band for That's this right. album, and yeah. I think like the flourishes that he adds to the song are like uh, deceptively complex. Like they sound simple, and it just makes it such a wonderful, easy thing to listen to. But there's so much going on in the song. I think it's beautiful. The lyrics are amazing. Absolutely. Tell me, um, tell me all the things that you want. I, I, uh, sorry, tell me everything you would change. I don't pretend to know what you want. That's like that's love, you know. Isn't it like you know not being able to know someone and wanting to do anything. Still want to help. Them? Like that's 
that's such a beautiful couplet. To to fast forward a little bit, Brooke Fraser uh, covers this song for She Will Have Her Way. Oh, yeah. She took out the line uh, where it says, um, lay down on a table feeling flush, like a Christian fearing vengeance from above. I don't pretend to know what you want, but I have for love. She took out the middle line, which I think, because she's a Christian, and I think that's a great shame because I think... Like a Christian fearing vengeance from above, I don't pretend to know what you want, but I offer love, is a beautiful, succinct way to capture the Christian faith and the idea of believing in something that you can't comprehend. What a bitch. Yeah, I just like, I think that's really misguided and, you know, to to take that line out. Anyway, I think this song... She maybe has some interesting things to say about that. Maybe she does, maybe she does. We'll have to get her on the show. But I I think thinking that that line is anti-Christian in any way is really, really close-minded and... But, you know, yeah, whatever. I just want there to be an episode where you talk about that with her. <laughs> yeah. Brooke, give us a call. I just want that now. I, I think this song is phenomenal. It's one of my favourite Crowded House songs. I, I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, Should be number one? Yeah. Every song from this point in the countdown onwards is like... To be jaded. Is a mistake. <laughs> you know, what was anyone thinking? When I when I was listening to this song, like I began to make notes about it. And then I just ended up making notes about Nathan. <laughs> Pretty much because I figured that anything that I was going to say is there something say... you, you want to tell us? Or? Well, yeah. The main the main thing I want to say is that to me, when I hear this song, I hear my friend Nathan because I know that he cares about this song so very Aww. very deeply. And like That's to so me, sweet. you are you're like inseparable from this track, man. Oh, and so and That's fucking cute as shit. Well, so often like when we have songs, like let's be real, and you, they're associated to people, it's not positively. It's like. You know what I mean? Like, breakup songs is a real thing that people do, and this is kind of like the song cliche, and I'm like, let's get more songs about people that we care about, you know, not because it's written about them, or not because it necessarily, the lyrics remind it, because, you know, like, when you hear this song, it's like, man, I love this song because someone I care about loves this song. And that's what Distant Sun is for me, man. Yeah. Like, I just... I, I, yeah, we've, I get we've, into we've it got it all, all here. You know, Nathan's got Distant Sun. I've got Super Bass. I think we've got a good mix. Yeah, when are we counting down Super Bass? <laughs> <laughs> in a perfect world, in a perfect world. Uh, what's your relationship with Crowded House and Neil Finn in general? Slim to nil. Um, you know, so that's that's why it makes it so much easier for me to just right. kind of associate this very, very clearly. I guess they'd be a bit more of a Wave FM band than a Power FM band. I guess. Well, we still, we still, to, use, to use local I didn't, I didn't get into Crowded House, though, until about 2007. Really? Um, yeah, After end of high school. Hester died. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, uh, through a friend of mine, I got the best of and I listened to it. And I think it's the reaction that most people happen have when they listen to the Crowded House best of. It's like, oh, oh I know this song. Yeah. I know the, yeah. Is, is this all the one? Pa- These songs are amazing. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. It's been just recurring dream. Every song on that, like, oh, you have heard probably. So good. Um, so good. And, and it's flawless. But yeah, I, I, you're a big Crowded House fan. Huge, yeah. I remember being about six or seven and seeing the final performance, uh, which was being broadcast live, on television, uh, they played on the, the steps of the House Opera House. Steps. Yeah, farewell to the world. Yeah, farewell to the world, which is what it eventually became known as. Um, and I just remember sitting there and having no idea of like the significance of what I was watching. You know, I think I, I think I left about halfway through and don't dream it's over to go play handball with my sister. You know, but you know, it, it was just lodged in the back of my mind when I came back to it so many years later and just like. Wow, this band meant so much to so many people, and and I've become one of them. Yeah, and this, the record of yeah. that show, like the CD and the DVD, like one of the best live albums that I've heard. Like, oh, absolutely, right up there. I think this is a spotless band. Like, I just have nothing but 
the purest of musical love for everything that this band has done. They it's they are just an utter joy to listen to. I I just get so much out of this music and so much out of these songs and I don't know the the what they mean to people and the depth mm. that can come from them and the heart that's gone into them. I yeah, I adore Neil Finn. I think Paul Hester was just such a classy drummer, and he always had the right accents for the right mm-hmm. moments at the right times. Nick Seymour is so in the pocket. Um, just, yeah, everything just comes together so beautifully for this band, and I love that. Woodface is another perfect album to me. Um, Temple of Low Man I adore. Like, there's just, yeah. yeah, there's just not a bad thing, not a single bad thing I could say about this band. That's I, I can't say that about a lot of bands, to be perfectly honest with you. That like Even my favourite band of all time is R.E.M., and I'm fully willing to admit that they've got some clunkers in their discography. When it comes to Crowded House, that's that's a much more difficult task for me. Like There's just so, so much love for me into into these guys yeah. but um i'm really interested to hear though uh, the people that aren't too massive crowded house fans um what you know what did you guys think of the song itself though well i think that um like crowded house nobody does i guess acoustic rock like they do even like i think back to say the ed cooper track from a few weeks ago and yeah like to stay in the australiana territory even say when nick cave turns his hand to acoustic band rock kind of thing like that it never feels as comfortable a fit as when Crowded House just do any song yeah I think Distant Sun is not one of my favourite Crowded House songs but having said that it's still an incredible sublime song that is like a 9 out of 10 it's just that it's not just just because it's not as good as say Don't Dream It's Over it doesn't mean it's not a sublime shiny example of perfect pop songwriting and I'd like as Nathan said, I've never been the hugest Crowded House fan. I don't dislike them at all. Like I've, or I love them. I'm happy to continue the love fest here. But yeah, I the I have the uh, the recently released two disc Crowded House best of. Yeah, and yeah. that is absolutely all I need for Crowded House. It's um, some two hours thirty of immaculate music, and that I, that that satisfies my every Crowded House desire. And this song is another song that I would I would I would skip to it, and I would never skip from it. It's a beautiful piece of music, and. As you said, the lyrics are incredible. That line about Christianity, when that first came on, uh, yeah, that, I doubled that back to amazing. it immediately. It's wonderful, particularly as someone mm. who like has lost faith as they've gotten older. Yeah, it's sure. a real like, oh my goodness, this was... I wish I found this when I was mm. struggling with that yeah. kind of st- stuff as a teenager. Yeah. But yeah, it's a yeah, it's an immaculate song from an immaculate band. One of the traits of a great songwriter to me is someone who is able to write about very broad and common topics like love and loss and life and death, etc., but make you think about it in a way that you hadn't thought before. And that line is a perfect example of yeah. what Neil Finn can do. Yeah. He can take a very common idea and a very common theme, you know, like the, this kind of conflict within a relationship and spin it in a way where you're just like, oh, wow, that's a really interesting way of looking at it. I, I, I love the way he's able to do that. I, I Yeah. It just blows and, and me so away intensely personal, both, you know, in personal from him writing it, but also like, it's so easy to make personal connections to the way he writes music. Yeah. yeah. And those lyrics, absolutely. like, they just grab you and you're like, yep, I understand that. Like, that speaks to me and my experience. Yes, absolutely. Do you have anything further at Adam? I think it's just all pretty much been said. Yeah. Like, look, <laughs> I mean, I could, I could talk, I'd be echoing some sentiments that have yeah, basically already sure. come through. But I mean, like, to me, the proof of this is in the way that everyone is talking about it, not only in this conversation and talking about, you know, each other through, you know, through the song, but also the way everyone kind of seems to talk about Crowded House. I have never heard 
anyone talking about crowded house in terms other than what's being spoken about here. Like this is the conversation that people have. If it was a just world, it'd probably be number one. Sure. In terms of the impact that it seems to have just had now, but also like on you know on a lot of other times as well. But it's the world we live in, and it's occupying <laughs> it the space it is. But it's a you know like it's a it's a perfect song. It's lovely. If you don't love this song and you don't love this band, do not listen to this podcast. Seriously, press stop now. <laughs> press stop now. Unsubscribe. We we have no time. Yeah, she just but went we, there, man. But unfortunately, we never get to talk about Crowded House again. Again. Yeah, yeah this is. We this do is, get to visit Nick's brother next week. Yes, which, is nice. which will be nice. Uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hunters and collectors. <laughs> Thank, oh, God. Thank you. That's the name of, of his brother. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Jesus. What? You had one job. Don't <laughs> spoil to withhold it. information from Adam. <laughs> to withhold information about a countdown that is able to be looked at at any <laughs> point <laughs> on, on numerous different places. All right. Fuck you guys. We're done. Listen to Crowded House. And <laughs> number fifty-nine. It's the housewife's choice. Dave Greeny with his coral snakes. You're just too hip, baby. mention of the name of this artist and of this song, all the goodwill that was in the room, all the good vibes from Crowded House just got sucked the fuck out. Oh. I have a certain catchphrase about songs, David. What is it? What is it? Bitches what ain't I... shit? No. About certain... I haven't heard that one. About certain songs. You know, it's not like... <laughs> I'm gonna go make some tea. If I have heard the song, and I post about it all the time on the group that we communicate through, what is it? Fuck this song. Fuck, fuck, fuck this song. <laughs> if I've never said it before, I say it now. What the fuck is this Elvis light shit? It's like it's like it's like a pastiche of bad rock and roll. We've got the traveling bass line, you've got the blues guitar, you've got the Elvis vocals, you've got superfluous fucking babies. There's all of the superfluous of babies. After every line. And then like the, what what brings it all together? The sole purpose is to say you're just too hit, baby. Like it sounds like this was made on a fucking Casio keyboard. 
I walked past a cafe on a Wednesday afternoon that was playing live music from some dude in a black t-shirt who was set up with one Casio keyboard. It sounded better than this. How did this get above Crowded House? I don't understand. I'm actually... Uh, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think I have the vitriol that you have, but I'm happy to kind of, I guess, err towards that side. I, Adam's never, just had his Mr. Wendell moment. Yeah, this is the next level. I've, I've never really gotten the Dave Graney thing. Exactly. I, um, I, I have lots of friends that really like yeah. go nuts for him. I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't them. understand. They're not your friends. <laughs> Alright, well. <laughs> whenever he's. It's been fun. Uh, <laughs> whoa, hang on. You're pro this song? Yeah. I Why? This, I dig this song, man. I don't understand how you can be. You like good music. <laughs> According to you. David. Yeah. Uh, could you please tell, maybe not someone who is super angry right now, but two <laughs> people who just don't get Dave Graney, what is the appeal of Dave Graney? Adam mentioned when we were talking about E17, the difference between completely unsubtle things like E17 and then doing it with a bit of a wink like Justin Timberlake does. For me, Dave Graney does everything with a bit of a wink. I feel everything like... is, yeah, it's very laconic, it's very ironic. You know, he does latch onto these... Very, yeah, specific styles of rock music and just, I don't know, have a bit more fun with them. He tells these very strange and very interesting stories and he doesn't take it very seriously. Like, he obviously... He's Maybe a, he should. He's, he's, he's obviously, you know, it's a very... He's a seasoned performer, but... Yeah, he just takes it in a different direction, and I've I I just find that interesting. You know, I can definitely see why people don't get into him, and he kind of rubs people up the wrong way. But uh, better yeah, not touch I've, me. Let alone rub me. How, how do you find this song? I don't know. I think it's pretty groovy. You know, I I get that it's the odd one out of probably this whole countdown. Actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, but. Uh, I think it's groovy and it's kind of fun. I, I think the guitars and the keys on this track are, are particularly good. There is there's nothing to vehemently hate. There's there's a couple of things I'm just like, oh yeah, I wouldn't have done that. But I think Adam found for me that oh yeah, I'm aware. But like for me, there's nothing to vehemently dislike sure. uh, personally. But um, what what don't you guys like about Dave Graney? That's, that's I, don't, I, I guess yeah. I don't really understand. It's to me, it sounds like generic middle of the road alternative pop for the alternative rock crowd I don't really understand the appeal it's kind of okay songwriting and that's it the fact that he's so lauded is kind of confusing whenever he's on a TV show or a panel I'm enamoured with the guy because he is a motherfucking charming guy yeah he really is whenever he's on Spicks and Specs when he's been on ABC Radio when he's like interviewed in a magazine I will read it Rockwiz whenever he's great on that whenever he's in something like that I'm always like that guy is cool time to give him another chance I'm like that guy writes very generic music time to not give him any more chances I remember (laughs) the first time I came across him I think he was on Spicks and Specs and I was like oh this guy was super cool actually I think a couple of my friends really like him I'm going to get a Dave Graney and the Coral Snakes album give it a go and I listened to it I was like you gave him money I probably listened to it on Spotify. Or, okay. or no, it would have been okay. before Spotify, but probably, <laughs> sure. knows. probably yes. I probably legally, yeah, yeah. Purchased legally it purchased iTunes. it through iTunes and paid money for it. Who knows? Okay, um, sure. But yeah. I, I was just like, no, nah, this doesn't. And and the people that I know that like it, you know, like really interesting Are people who music. I respect, like yeah, yeah, um, like you, sir. Yeah, but, well, um, thank you. It's I don't know. It's just weird. It just doesn't. It doesn't get me. That's fair enough. I'm actually going to be seeing Dave Granny in Wollongong at the start of July, so I will pass on. All your information. Uh, I'll get <laughs> really? him, yeah, of course. I'll get him to give you a buzz, and uh, you know, we'll, well, I'll see if you can guys. I'll see, see if you guys can bring him out. See if you can bring him in. Oh, that would be outstanding. That would actually be awesome. Yeah, do that. Because I would listen one, to for the one guy who I've actually I listen to stuff that he does. Yeah, <laughs> well, like if he's on a panel. 
We'll sit, we'll sit him down with the guy from Week 17, and you know, it's, it's going to be a hell of an oh, afternoon. John Lee, goddamn Buffalo, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Grantly Buffalo. Great, I, great. I can't be bothered remembering <laughs> this goddamn. I'm going to listen to him again. Oh, man. If I hear this shit again, it'll be too soon. Emotions are running high. <laughs> I love No, this. I'm done. I, I, I can't even be bothered investing anymore on this. Adam, I think the problem is just Adam's just too hip. Like, I think that's all we've gotten out of this. That's 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 the main thing. But uh, more power to Dave, more power to Adam, more power to Nathan, more power to the Mac. More I, power I, to Dave. Yeah, cheers, man. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, the support. Share some power with you. Yeah. Power, power. Right on. Number 58. It's King Missile. But Jesus was way cool. Detachable penis. Which we'll be touching on in just a few mm. weeks' time. Yes, indeed. I'm not sure that was supposed to be funny. That definitely would have been too funny. <laughs> what? what the- a- Honestly, like, I, I don't mind this song. I know that goes against what people might be thinking because I hate comedy rock incredibly <laughs> and joke music I just loathe. Yeah. But I think this. I don't know, there's something here. I, I, he I had knew fun it once. It was I knew it grew, exactly. I knew it growing up, like growing up, and I didn't realize it was this, this early. I thought it was yeah. like kind of late 90s. But yeah. I I don't know there's something about it that the, like, I think what wins me over is the the, the parts of the song where he talks about say turning vitamin uh, pills into amphetamines but yeah the that's just annoying where it's a, like a child's understanding of Jesus like yeah, the um, where it says like he could walk on the water and swim on the land I think there's something like that's inherently so I'm eight years old and I love everything about this God character really? like that's there's so something cool. so charming about no it I wonder there cool. are so many Christians yeah exactly that's, that is the best. Mind closing line to any song that we're yeah. talking about in this entire countdown. Well, it's interesting you went to child because I automatically went to stoned guy. They're more or less the same thing, to well, be fair. But I mean, like, yeah, it's interesting you comparing those two voices because it really is alienating everything. All, like, what this, I think the value of this song 
is it's about Jesus, but it's stripping away any other commentary apart from just, you know, here is a really, you know, kind of simply expressed opinion thinking that if Jesus was a guy, he was a really cool guy. Yeah. I think that has a little bit of value in it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what it is. Adam, I'm really uncomfortable with you finding legitimate worth in this song. <laughs> really? Yeah, I am. Well, I, I think, like... Well, no, on, what, have, you, have you got a Mr. Wendell for us? No, I don't. I just, <laughs> I just don't think it's a funny or interesting or good song. I didn't grow up with it, so I don't have that, but I remember... I did. I've, I've grown up with King Mr. I remember like, people, overall. you know, really enjoying it throughout high school, and I was like, eh, and then I haven't listened to it since then, because why would I? And then coming back to it, I was like, wow, this is really, yeah. really tedious. And like, it, the drug jokes at the start, like... It's that, obviously a bad... That's annoying. Style. That gets me way offside. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's no way he was going to come back with that. Like, I, you know, that, that stuff about the childlike wonder, I was like, yeah, I, I think there's a good comedy song in that idea, but I don't think Mr. this song does that. I, it's not funny. It's not interesting. I, no, it's a no from me. Oh, <laughs> damn. damn. I love it. Yeah. I always have. Uh, I just, love love. Is it, is, it, is it real love? Yeah, it, it, it's like the love I have for Jesus yeah. in my heart. It's a pretty cool is, love. Is that a real love? This overcrowded house is <laughs> your favorite. Oh, yeah. Well, don't to be fair, do that, man. Actually, don't do that to Nathan. To be fair, Neil Finn is Jesus. So, you know, it's this song is actually about how great yeah. Neil Finn is. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he is great. Neil Finn is way cool. And I can't believe you deny the fact that he is Jesus. No wonder there's so many crowded house fans. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's 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 just a bit of silly fluff and you know it's it's fun to revisit and I think Ken Missile were and are a strange bunch of motherfuckers that have always provided uh, a really interesting um, insight into what comedy rock can be, you know, it's not just all, you know, it's not just big goofy fucks with, you know, three chords or whatever, you know, sometimes, sometimes they just go a little deeper and see what they can find. They also have a, this song called Martin Scorsese, which talks about how much he loves Martin Scorsese and how if he got hold of him, he would do all this shit to him, like, in the, in the movies that he directs. And I think that's just a great take on obsessive fandom. Yeah. I love uh, the idea of the story of the detachable penis. Like, it's the ultimate... It, it, it's waiting for Godot with dick jokes to me. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that song uh, later on, but... Um, we obviously can't wait. Oh, of course yeah. not. I mean, this happens all the time. The penis is detachable. It, it, it can go from episode to episode whenever it pleases. Yeah. But uh, we're just going to have to wash it and uh, send it back over to episode, I think it's 12, maybe 13. Look, go King Missile. Go Jesus. I'm, I'm all about this shit. I have to say, like, it's weird that it's placed in this countdown. I think this is a really weird context in which to look at this song because you have to still look at this as a track that was voted ahead of Distant Sun. Like, that is ultimately a question that we have. And and should it be there? No. I think, no, it obviously shouldn't be there, but I think that that speaks to a certain audience that was prevalent. It's like, it's a youth radio station. Yeah. The youth will vote with, like, a, on a whim, on something amusing. 
often. Like, totally. Anything, like, particularly, like, it's got a bit of a stoner caliber to it kind of thing. Yeah, and I, that kind of like, oh, man, what, what if King was still going to be so funny? We'll work that in there. That, I, re- I imagine that was a bit of a voting. And I don't really like that. No. I don't, me, I don't like, like that approach. For me, though, I, it's kind of apples and oranges to, like, compare it to the serious songs in the chart, you know? But you have to, like, because they are compared by being included in the Yeah, but I, I, you know, back in the 2005 Hottest 100, I wasn't, you know, fucking furious. I was just like, I can't believe all these songs that these artists have poured their heart into didn't get as high as America, fuck yeah. No, 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 no. it's not like that. It's not that I'm I'm mad that it got ahead of it, but I think, like, it's... And all I'm saying is it's a strange context in which to view this track. Because really, like... In the in this context, it seems more like a an interlude between songs on an album. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this, is, if it's on a punk rock album or whatever, yeah. it has this between another song and then the next song is actually a really angry song about mm. religion or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and then it's kind of phrased really interesting the way yes. it's placed. As it is, um, you were talking about like how Scorsese was you know written by King Missile and talking yeah. about how much you love that. Well, from what I can gather, the 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 writer of the song who's actually like a performance poet. Which I think yeah, is yeah. a really interesting way to get into this song as well. Like if you view it more in that sense, he uh, apparently had a really kind of uh, ambivalent relationship to Christianity growing up. Yeah, you know, like he was he was into it and then out of it, and then you know it wronged him in certain ways and whatever. And, so, and he kind of used this song as his kind of I don't know like weird kind of redemptive writing. And Nathan, I can see that like again, I'm putting meaning into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I hope if that's what it was, I hope it was deeply unfulfilling. Well. Oh. You know, like I kind of again, like I kind of get it. I think there's something gentle about this song, I, and and not not quite as hilarious as many other people think it is. Like I, is it weird that I'm kind of going down this road with it? Because it's just it's kind fine, of it's fine. That's just kind of what I think. Like it's oh, a okay. it's an interesting two minute poem with piano, and it says that's some interesting things it, yeah. if you choose to read into it. And you can go as far as you know. This is a stoner thing. To <laughs> this is a this is an interesting religious comment. Yeah, it all depends on what you get out of it. I've said too much. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't said enough. I think I think it's interesting, like looking at the countdown as a whole. Like, especially we're spending much more time with every one song, even than you would if you listened to the countdown on the day or whatever. Yeah, yeah, or voted. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's it's like more and more apparent. Like, it's like, oh my god, I can't believe this song was really ahead of this. Like, it puts so much context in it. Yeah, but, like, yeah. I mean, you know, just having Van Morrison at the top and, like, yeah. every song after that is contextualised with this had less votes than Van Morrison and, like, so many songs of the way. Like, yeah. it's such a more focused way of looking at it that it's really hard to ignore when songs are above other songs. It's true. But maybe we sometimes best should. <laughs> Uh, I think Mass has ended uh, for now in terms in of peace. King Missile, but uh, yes, we will go in peace. And then, Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. At number 57, uh, it's time to talk about our neighbours to the south, uh, the Hitless Chickens. Uh, this song is called Choppers.
Chickens at number 57 with the song Choppers. Mick, uh, what did you think of this? It's not bad, oh, man. That's, not that's bad. actually pretty... Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. bad? Yeah. Very endearing. It's not bad? I think, I think my first thought with this song was, oh, okay, I guess this happened. <laughs> <laughs> one of yeah. those, just another one of those damn hangovers from the late 80s, early 90s experiment between industrial and techno and pop and rock there's mm. so many great examples of it working well and there are so <laughs> many more examples of it working like choppers <laughs> there are every every layer that's brought into it made me a little bit more upset <laughs> like, it started off it started off with just the beat and I thought that was okay and then the vocals came in and I didn't really pay that oh, and then man. the little I mean the rap verses were a big crap and oh weren't they and then the twee kind of samples the kind of like boingy springy sounds that we hear in there and then when the female vox came in I'm just like wow this is this is just poorly it started with just the beat it started with just the beat and I was like oh this actually sounds kind of like modern like this actually sounds like a song I might hear now and then with every extra layer I was like no this is this is very dangerous oh yeah I think this is this is Caligula this is this is the power by Snap this is this uh, maybe maybe a little bit of a OMC thrown in for good measure. Uh, this is horse shit. Yeah. I absolutely fucking hate this song. What the fuck is this shit? It's yeah. just the lamest duck that we have co- uh, covered <laughs> out of this entire episode for me. Uh, I, I feel like this, like you feel about Dave Graney. Say, Adam. Say the phrase. Fuck this song. Right on, man. Oh, it feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it actually feels pretty good. I can see why you use it so often. Oh, now. yeah. Um, what was your What was your reaction? Yeah, pretty much the same. As pretty yours. much the same. <laughs> fuck this song. Yeah. Get going. Check it out. Fuck this song. Fuck this song. <laughs> Hashtag fuck this song. Let's yeah. get it going. It's the kind of thing that sorry, I choppers. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, headless chickens. chickens. That's how much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, it's the kind of song that, like, I I, I hope that. DJs would drop it to rile up pillheads. Yeah. There's not much to redeem it. I wonder what those pillheads would look like. <laughs> Fucking chickens. Like, chickens. like headless chickens. Like headless chickens. Uh, Nathan, uh, you raped to the grave. Uh, what's your What's your take on this track? It, it, yeah, no, I'm on board with everybody. Like, it's just no, no. I just no. They won so many awards. What? Really? Yeah, they won heaps of New Zealand music awards. So, like, oh, no. I, 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 I yeah. less. You could make a pretty good joke about that if <laughs> yeah. they were so One could make a joke as to the diversity and state of the New Zealand music industry if one was so inclined. But one is not, so one won't. One is an adult. Yeah, one is an adult. But they won so many awards. Uh, this is also the, like, it's just the headless chickens walking down. They take their seats in an empty theatre. In the winner is the headless chickens. <laughs> oh, we'd like to thank uh, everyone who voted. So thanks, Andy. <laughs> One was so inclined. It seems that we couldn't avoid it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Fucking hell. Fuck headless chickens, man. What a piece of I never shit. heard any of it. I mean, no. potentially some of their other stuff is alright. And, like, who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Like, I, was, I don't see that This potential. was released as a double single, and, like, it was the second of the like so it wasn't even the lead single in the it was just double like, A-side or yeah right. yeah so you we're know. not talking about them again are we this, I, this is it. it this is it no I think that's it yeah ugh alright I'm, I'm done, done. done. Oh, yeah. fuck this song fuck this song square in it's dicking face I say that a lot fuck this song in the face don't because, don't steal my phrase man I let you borrow that no fuck you oh, okay. fuck you in the face oh, wow <laughs> okay Sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I, I went from my notes to my to-do list. Um, um, 
We'll, uh, we'll work I, on I, that. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> then so you should. At number 56, the final song that we are going to be talking about today, it's the Pet Shop Boys with Can You Forgive Her? dig the shit out of the fucking pet shop boys and it just feels so good to finally get that out there <laughs> like I they're just such a daggy and uncool band like and they're aware of it too they literally have a song called being boring yeah. you know they are fully aware how lame that they are similar to the bad loves I kind of dig on that you know <laughs> similar to green limousine I'm just kind of like you're you're uncool, and that's the that's what I like about you guys. I adore the vocals. I've always loved um, the the campy synth sounds that they get. Everything about this band has just always brought me joy. Ever since I first discovered them as a, a weedy, dorky, by curious fifteen year old, <laughs> and now I'm a weedy, dorky, by curious twenty three year old. So you know, some things change, and some some things just just stay the same. Uh, I'm always going to love the Pet Shop Boys. I don't know, the synthons are a little, maybe a little bit too much, maybe they're a bit too loud in the mix, but uh, otherwise, to me, the song is a total joy. I guess the straighty 180s are going to have to uh, vehemently disagree with me on this one, I reckon. Well, I hope that isn't the reason that I'm disagreeing. <laughs> but I, 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 they've always been a band that I've been, again, much like, say, your Faith No Moors, these are a band that I have always been meaning to look into properly. They've always mm. been on the periphery. Yeah, I think but it's it, like that for me too. If, yeah, it's, if this is the calibre of song, I'm kind of happy to leave him there. I oh. didn't hate it, but I found it to be uh, like Devo without the humour or like Craftwork without the intelligence. You didn't see any humour in this? Not as much as in Devo. Well, no, but... 
I, it was an okay song. The video was amusing. I like the big cone hats. Very Devo. Um, <laughs> so good. But I, I don't know. It was an alright song. They always song. have such good costumes for their videos. I love that. Yeah, it was an alright song. But I, it was another one of those things like, man, I just don't get the hype. I don't really have... To me, it's one of the... I, I chuck it in there with many of the other kind of meandering middle-of-the-road tracks that we've come across that I haven't really had much to say about because I didn't mm-hmm. think there was enough there to comment on. That's what I feel about this song. And if that's... Maybe I'm misjudging the band because I haven't really heard them that much, but if this is kind of the approach they take, then that's maybe my view of the band. But this is not a terrible song. There's not. There's, I don't think there's enough there to make it a terrible song. It, there's just no. not enough there. I think, there's, I think there's heaps there. I think that's kind of where I where I sit. Like, I'm, I'm between you, Andrew, and you, Dave. Like, I'm not quite as lukewarm as you, and it's I'm not a, quite a good as swap to out-and-out love. As in, like, I wouldn't probably go out and try and hear this song again, but if it happened to be on, I'd be like, oh, this song, this is an okay song. I like how over the top it is. Like, it's just, it's too big. It's like, it's something Bond theme-esque about it. Or if, as if, like, there was a character in, like, a, an 80s film about a business executive who was having a crisis, and this band was just, like, the have you, have you written this film? Yeah. <laughs> just, like, he's pop a, up behind the desk wearing those coat yeah. hats. And yeah, like, and they ask him directly, can, and he's like, I don't know whether I can forgive a band, <laughs> band that I've summoned with my mind, I just don't know. But man, doesn't my suit look good? And they're all nodding. And it, um, does. So. And it yes, does. Yes, it does. And it does. Fade to black, executive producer. Um, <laughs> so I get into it. It's catchy. It's audacious. Um, it's, it's fun. And I don't like it heaps, but I like it enough. Okay. I'm pretty much with Adam on this one. I like, like Andrew, Pet Shop Boys are always a band. I'm like, man, I need to like look into them because a lot of people that I like, like them. And they seem to be a band that are interesting and, and doing interesting things, even, you know, just aesthetically, like they're doing stuff and, you know, there's stuff to unpack in that and have a look at. But, and I never get around to looking at them. This song's fine. It's fun. I didn't have a bad time listening to it, but, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't bring me a lot of joy. I wish that it did because I think, you know, it, it that, what they're doing has the potential to, and you know, if it did, then that would be lovely. But it's fine. That's all right. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gay thing. It really is. Sure. Like, I, 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 are you kidding? Are me? they a gay band? <laughs> Sorry. Are they a gay band? Um, I have no idea. Uh, Neil, yeah. their lead singer, is is openly gay. Right. Um, uh, Chris, uh, the, the, world the that yeah, Chris, the keyboardist, <laughs> is a uh, yeah. He's he's never. He he doesn't talk like yeah. in interviews or anything. Like well, Neil Neil does all so the cool. talk. He's like, like the he's that. like he's Nick like Teller. You know? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah like he never. He, he's silent. Wait, Bob. which which one doesn't talk? Cannot tell her. Yeah, Teller. Yeah, so like he never talks in interviews. He doesn't have a mic live. He doesn't huh. do anything. Like that's cool. Yeah. So I like that. yeah, Neil is very much the mouthpiece of the band. They're still going, and you know they they yeah. have a very devoted gay following. And yes. I, they I, recent, they I, recently I, played Vivid Live just a few weeks ago. Yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. At Carriage Works, which is one of the. Were the reviews for that show hot or cold? <laughs> <laughs> did, did you attend that, David? I didn't, unfortunately. Ah, well, I'm sure you would have had a great or perhaps otherwise time. Oh, I would have had a fabulous time if I could afford 140 bucks to fucking see them. Ooh. Steep as shit. That's 70 bucks a guy. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you measure bears. Yeah. 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 I can get a spree, always great value. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, it's like 250 a person. Yeah. <laughs> Works out pretty well. Yeah. It does. It does. Just go and see choirs all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Chamber orchestras. Yeah. Everyone else ripped. Yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit. Um, I'm not sure if we do get to talk about the Pet Shop Boys uh, anytime soon, but uh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm happy we got to talk about them at least once and uh, got to show all you fucking heteros how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Alright, let's wrap it up. Alright. 
That brings us to the end of another episode of Hottest 100s and Thousands. Uh, before we get out of here, let's talk about our favourite and least favourite songs from this episode. And let's start with Nathan. My favourite, predictably, is Crowded House, Distant Sun. I think it, honestly, it's probably going to be one of, if not my favourite songs in this whole countdown. Uh huh. Mm. Least favourite, I'm going to have to go with King Missile, just because it's annoying. Cool. Mm. Alright, let's throw it. I think uh, the correct opinion is that the Crowded House song is the best of the five. I will be very surprised if anybody would think otherwise. And I think my least favorite is definitely Choppers from The Headless Chickens. I uh, actually uh, completely share that. So, uh, Justin Sun and Choppers for me. I think we know what my least favorite song is. Yeah. (laughs) And I think there is only one correct opinion as to the favorite song. And that is most definitely Crowded House. Oh, well, that's surprising. I thought I thought you were going to go with Dave Brady for your favourite and uh, Crowded House for your least favourite. But uh... oh, yes, Bizarro Adams. So you <laughs> made that choice. You oh, God. I would not be friends with that guy. Oh, you'd <laughs> be horrible. You curveball you. That brings us to the end. Thank you once again for listening and checking this out. If you are listening to this via iTunes, uh, it would be awesome if you could drop us a review. Uh, let us know what you think and it will help more people find this and uh, find out what we're doing. Also, we are on the blogs, on the interwebs, so check that shit. We are hottest one hundreds and thousands dot wordpress.com that's one zero zero s a n d one zero 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 s dot wordpress.com so keep that in mind uh we're also that at gmail.com if you'd like to uh, send us any death threats oh wouldn't it be great if we could do a fan mail section at the end oh that would be Could that's something to aim that for would be glorious that would oh, be I'd just invent something that would, I mean oh. John from Vancouver yeah. <laughs> to our Canadian friends <laughs> John from Vancouver says you're a fag <laughs> alright next uh, John, Timmy, man. Timmy from John. Winchester says you're a fag. All right, next, uh, John. We're not letting you write the fan mail anymore. John Dave. from Bunbury right. says you're a fag. God damn it! Oh, I can't deal with this. Uh, but yes, we are in uh, various nooks and crannies of the internet. So come and find us. Uh, until we meet again, my friends. On behalf of Mr. Andrew McDonald. So long. Mr. Nathan Harrison. Goodbye! Damn it! Again! <laughs> and we discussed this last week! And Mr. Adam Bond. You can say anything right now, it doesn't even matter. Nathan, damn it. Fuck. And I'm David James Young. Keep music evil! <laughs> Goodbye! I hope people listen to the last episode so they get that. Fuck. <laughs>I want to argue, but I'm not comfortable in doing <laughs> You're so. You're damn right. <laughs> Sit your ass down. Go kiss it's a girl. It's not for you. <laughs> Go kiss a girl. <laughs> You'd like that, wouldn't you? You'd like that. <laughs> Gross. Perhaps. <laughs> when you just marry a girl. Oh. oh, you're allowed to marry a girl. <laughs> Fuck, you're cool. So are you. So is everyone. Apart <laughs> from girls. <laughs> oh, God, you fucking vag lord. <laughs> Well, well, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Maybe a minor that duke. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
dear. Oh, oh my goodness. god. Yeah, this is this is outtakes. Oh no, this no, is this all is going not even in the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> this is cast asunder. Oh, we've got god. to this file. <laughs> we've got to this place. <laughs> Hottest 100s and thousands is filmed in front of a live studio audience.